Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a journey into the sad forums of plentyoffish.com. Now, plentyoffish.com is a, or pof.com if you like, is a website that is an online dating site. And Plenty of Fish describes itself as POF has more dates, more relationships, more visits than any other dating site. There are over 3 million active daily users on POF, and we are the largest dating site. You know of at least one person that has found someone on POF. You never have to pay to message anyone. So, it's just like every other dating site, as far as I can tell, but I've never used one, so... And that's not a brag. I've just been in a relationship for a very long time. Um, so, yeah, we'll be reading from there. First, the usual podcast business. Thanks to everyone who has donated to the podcast on the patron page. I super appreciate it, as always. I am uh, still trying to figure out how to send this next drawing to Norway for not $13, but um, it's drawn and all that, so before this episode comes out it will be maybe taking the ocean there who knows but uh anyway i really appreciate all the donations it's really great and thanks to everyone who has recently written a review on the itunes page it's always nice to see new reviews there and i have come across the reviews that are on stitcher i haven't figured out how to find the podcast on the google store Google App Store, whatever, the Play Store. But feel free to write reviews there, if you like. Uh, I think I'm up to 206 reviews, which is lovely. But considering the fact that the podcast gets thousands of downloads, I feel like it may be a little short. Take a minute to write a review. And I'm all caught up on magnet deliveries, I believe. Remember, if I said I was going to send you a magnet and you didn't get one, please drop me another note at loureads at gmail.com and I will send you another one. Um, and if you owe me a photo of said magnets that you have received, well, God darn it, just click a pic and send it back to me at loureads at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for podcast news. So let's get right into the forums of plentyoffish.com. And the first thing we'll read is in the Plenty of Fish forum subforum dating experiences in a thread started by Rainbow Fish entitled Sexually Aggressive Men. Like them or not? And it goes like this. I can't stand them. And there is nothing worse than meeting a guy who thinks this is part of dating. Personally, it makes me sick when in meeting someone new and the focus is on sex. How do you feel about it? And not a princess adds. If they are sexually aggressive before we even have a relationship, forget it. But I do like a moderately sexually aggressive guy in a relationship. Or maybe let me rephrase that. I like a motivated guy. LOL. Let me know you are into me. You know? Hmm. TMI. Laughing face emoticon. And Sparta writes, I don't like sexually aggressive men. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with them. Bwahaha. And Porgy adds, Why make a topic about a man's needs? Men should not have to slave to get some attention, but I do agree it is so disgusting for a woman or man to expect a French kiss while on a date, especially if he slash she is dating other people doing the same thing. I think that is more disgusting than anything else. And Echo Beach adds, Women like sexually assertive men, not aggressive. If you play quote-unquote nice guy the entire night without showing, brackets, words, body language, whatever, an interest in the lady physically, then say hello to your new quote-unquote friend. And Miss Picky adds, I can't stand when a man is all about sex. It's a turn-off and definitely grounds to not give them a second date. But... When the interest is mutual, as well as the attraction, you don't seem to mind it as much. Heck, you might even become the aggressor. And Willie Cleaver writes, Not. It's like being asked for sex on or before the first date. That in and of itself is a no-go for me. It's a turn-off. I'm a big girl. I can let them know if I'm interested without getting all aggressive, and so can they. NSK Canuck writes, Sexually aggressive men, no thanks. Assertive, yes. First, I want to meet you in person. Talk, shoot the breeze. And if there is a connection, then fine. If you demand sex from then, I demand respect. Flaming face emoticon. I am not out to quote-unquote hook someone or play them up either. Angry yelling emoticon. I respond to profiles because there is something there I find interesting. I love guys who can write and use their brains, show some creativity because if you stimulate my mind with your intellect, witty conversation, and bits of twisted humor, it may open possibilities for other opportunities. Hugging emoticon. It's all about the face-to-face, one-on-one interaction. Simple as that. Grinning emoticon. How come there are more super horny guys out in POF land? What 
What gives? Geez, I wish I had known about POF a lot sooner than later and not wasted my time with vacant parking lot people. LOL. Screaming angry face emoticon. Thanks. And Sugar Mama adds, It's a very quote-unquote uncomfortable feeling knowing that's all they're leading towards. So usually I tell them my six-month rule, and if they're dirt, they're out. And if they're truly interested, they will want to get to know me before quote-unquote that happens. And SheDevil36 writes, Well, I love sexually aggressive men. I always reserve the right to take my time before becoming intimate, but love for him to ask anyway. LOL, um, nothing sexier than a man with sex on the brain all night long. Hee <laughs> hee. When a man looks at me like he is imagining me with whipped cream all over me and nothing else, well, who am I to complain? LOL. And Sapphire Maiden writes, As for me, I like a man who makes known that he's interested and in a relationship setting lets his desires known the question could have been read many ways being sexually aggressive doesn't mean that they're only after the one thing when you meet that would have been made obvious before you even met them and if you choose to meet them anyway it should be expected that they pursue the same. Personally, when in a relationship, I am aggressive and not too shy to tell someone when I want them. I also like for the man to not be too shy to take the initiative in a romantic as well as sexual setting. It seems to me that you are saying that the men you are meeting are only after one thing. Could be the men you are choosing to meet. And Asmara writes, A real turnoff. There's nothing worse than trying to fight off a sexually aggressive man, especially on a first date. Felt like dealing with an octopus. Bracket, that's what I nicknamed a man whose hands roaming too freely on a first date. The sad part is this men can't even tell you are not enjoying their overt attention. How do you tell these men that when quote-unquote no means really no? Ugh. And Scooby66 writes, Echo has it right. I have played it both ways, the total gentleman and the moderately aggressive date. And I tell you what, I have had more women lose interest in me when I have been a gentleman on the first couple of three dates. Times have changed, but not so much. Women like to let us think they don't think the same way we do, but all the studies show women know within the first five minutes of meeting a man whether they want to have sex with them or not. But they still want I guy to pay for dinner and be aggressive and such, and us poor guys are trying to decide which approach is the right one, LOL. So don't dog the guys because the nice guy in my experience has always finished last. Heck, a woman will date you, get you to pay for dinner, and then go home and booty call the ex. A decent guy, one who's not a real player, goes goes home thinking, quote-unquote, well, that went well and ends up playing Madden on Xbox or PlayStation. LOL. We are in a time where women are supposedly experiencing sexual freedom, yet I haven't met too many that will be honest enough to tell a guy, quote-unquote, hey, you're wasting your time. Don't waste your money. I am not interested. At least most decent guys will let a woman know if they're not interested and not take advantage of the woman financially or have them around because they are, quote-unquote, useful in certain situations. And Dove of Silence writes, Since I didn't read anywhere that the question was referring to a first date, I have to say I love a sexually aggressive man. I am a shy person. Therefore, I need someone more aggressive. It feels good to know that I am desired. I also find a man more desirable when he has enough confidence to be the aggressor. And Scooby66 replies, LOL, see what I mean? But if a guy is aggressive and you don't want him to be, they're a jerk, LOL. If a guy throws caution to the wind and is aggressive with a woman that isn't attractive or wants to go slower than some, the poor guy has screwed up. If the guy does the nice guy thing and the woman wants him to be aggressive, then the woman moves on to the more aggressive guy, leaving the decent guy in the dust, LOL. Then she will complain that the guy doesn't treat her well or call her after he gets what all of us guys want, LOL. Hey, give us a break. Be aggressive with us once in a while. I mean, most guys won't even go on a date with a woman they don't find attractive and hope to, you know, LOL, it's only fair with women's lib and all, LOL, tis a no-win situation for us guys, LOL. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the Plenty of Fish Forum subforum dating experiences in a thread started by Melody Red entitled Blocked on the Day of the Date. And it goes like this. Hi there. I joined POF a couple of weeks ago. I got chatting to a guy we got on, had a lot in common, and seemed to really hit it off. Yesterday was his birthday, and just before that, he'd asked if I would be free to meet for a coffee this week. We agreed on today at 2 p.m. I chose the location. He said yesterday he was really looking forward to it. Then this morning, around 11, go to send him a quote-unquote see you soon message, only to find that I can't send it because he's blocked me. He has my number, but I didn't have his. It was so strange that I went to our scheduled meeting place anyway. Needless to say, he didn't show. Is this sort of behavior common? I've been out of the dating game for eight years. I'm 42, and I'm stumped by this. Is it normal? And any advice on what, if anything, I can or should do? Thanks in advance for any advice. And maybe Baby One writes, He's not interested. Changed his mind. 
Got a better offer? Just pick one. And yes, his behavior is fairly common. I'd never go ahead and go on a meet unless I'd gotten a definite confirmation he's going to be there. And there's still a 99% chance he won't show. It's all a crapshoot. Sorry you had to go through all that. And Melody Red replies, I thought him messaging me the night before to say he was looking forward to seeing me was kind of a confirmation. He wasn't saying he couldn't make it or canceling. I just think blocking someone is a really harsh thing to do. So suddenly, after a lot of good contact, I guess move on is the only thing to do, but I feel a bit wary now. I'm hoping that feeling will go quickly as I know not everyone behaves this way. Smiling emoticon. And Lily Marlene writes, probably married. Yes, these happen not infrequently. I started being cautiously optimistic after date three or four, after a while. And C. Dan 1957 writes, Yes, from what I have read, it is fairly common. There could be a ton of reasons, and you will probably never know why. It is also true that there are people on here that are not who they say they are and get off on screwing with people that they have no intentions meeting and even go as far as to set up a meet they will not show up for. It is unfortunate, but apparently true. And Inner Gorilla 2 writes, Sorry to tell you, but that happens a lot. What you want to do next time after you give them your phone number is ask them to confirm. That way, if anyone is going to be late or has an emergency, they can call or text and change plans. I personally had it as a rule that if the woman did not give me her phone number or if after she gave it to me she did not respond to the phone call I would simply write her off end of story also realize that being so close to his birthday he may have blown you off simply because his buds wanted to do something and he didn't have the balls to tell you anyway not worth it so consider yourself lucky that you got rid of this bozo and South City writes yes these types of things are common I hadn't been blocked often but I had received last minute cancellations or had women not respond to me when I tried to finalize plans many different possible reasons why. One, better plans from their respective came up. Two, they got cold feet. Three, they are married or in a relationship. Four, they are dishonest about something in their profile. Five, they are looking for email slash text buddy to pass the time when they are bored. And Lady in Red 0407 writes, Damn those aliens, they snatched another perfectly good specimen. What to do, what to do. It sucks. OP, this scene is not unusual. Nothing is real until you meet face to face. When exchanging numbers, you give yours, you get his. Immediately text to confirm numbers. Even then, you may have a flake flying around. Or a bored teenager, or one of them damn aliens sneaks in. And Seki1949 writes, Couldn't get away from the wife or girlfriend is a high percentage bet. There are some nice people here. Keep trying. Also, recommend you get a second cell phone just for dating. Protect your real number from the stalkers, clingers, erratics, and 16-year-old tweakers. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Plenty of Fish Forums subforum Single Parents in a thread started by Sassy Siamese entitled, Would You Date a Woman with a Special Needs Child? Then it goes like this. Just throwing this out there to see what kind of responses I get. Men, would you date a woman with a special needs child? If not, why not? If your choice not to was based on the fact that you knew nothing about the type of disability the child had, but learned about it, would this change your decision? I don't need to be flamed for post... I don't need to be flamed for posting this thread, but I am searching for something long-term and I have a beautiful daughter with Down syndrome, so I'd like to get a feel for what you think about this. Ladies, feel free to put in your two cents on this too. And Kubla Khan writes, Nope, I wouldn't date a woman with a child, period. And Intriguing77 writes, I wouldn't date a woman... But that's just me. We're too high maintenance. LOL. As for a man with special needs child, absolutely I would. I love children, and I'm not at all put off by special challenges. And Princess Naughty adds, he would have to be an awesome father. And Soulmates adds, I hope the OP does not get flamed for asking this. My son has autism, and I've made a point of being very clear off the bat that I am a single mom and that my son has special needs, but is also wonderful, loving, and intelligent brackets to name a few things. I have been, brackets on other sites, approached by men who weren't turned off by me being a single mom, but were turned off by the fact that my son has a recognized disability in that he is neurologically atypical and that will not change. If a man doesn't want to date me because of my son or the OP because of her daughter, that is that person's loss, not ours. And Sunny Mommy writes, Sass, I know exactly where you're coming from. I would date a man with a special needs child. A child is a child and is a blessing in our lives. Special children teach us so much about the world, but a person really has to consider what they're getting involved in when they date someone with a child, let alone a special needs child. If they are not up for the challenge and adventure, then they should just move on and keep looking. But if they want to be involved, it is a great experience. And Rich Guy replies, I think it would depend on the disability, the severity of the disability, and the required parental attention. If the child is in need of their parent at all times, other than sleeping, then I think I am too selfish to be in a relationship that allows such little adult time. 
And WJK2104 writes, Well, to answer that, I would say that I would date a woman with a special needs child, but I think I'm in the minority as far as men go. The main reason is that I have worked with children with autism for quite a long time, and I understand how special these children are and the fact that they are here for important reasons and can teach society a thing or two. I would hope that people would either want to date a woman with children regardless of a disability or would not want to date a woman with a child for their own reasons. What? And Beljarian writes, wouldn't have a problem with it at all. When is high school, brackets, okay, that was a while back, I volunteered at a sanitarium where I worked as an assistant in the child's ward. I've been around all types of special needs. Downs, spastic, hydrocephalics, microcephalics, schizophrenics, pretty much anyone you can think of. What I learned from them amazed me on a daily basis. I've carried that knowledge with me to this day and will always reflect on how it opened my eyes to another way of life. And Rosie Crunch adds, I am I am a single mom who would I date a man with a special needs child? Most definitely, yes. I myself have a daughter who has spina bifida and a healthy son. I look at my daughter as my guardian angel sent from above to give me strength to face the challenges I have during the past 18 months. My daughter has had 40 plus surgeries and is positive, brings happy to those she meets and always smiles. Those who meet her learns not to take life for granted, and I've learned this also. To be honest, I'd preferred to meet someone with a special needs child over an able-bodied child because if the special needs child is anything like mine, she isn't spoiled, selfish, foul-mouthed, inconsiderate of others. Actually, she's almost too good to be true, which makes her disability much easier to deal with when it comes to the challenges slash surgeries. Her brother matured at a very young age and feels like me, blessed with an angel who brightens our day. Don't take me wrong. I'm not one eating the pillars from the church. Guess I'm rambling now, but my daughter has brought me and my son much happiness, and if I could change anything, I wouldn't change a thing. Don't look at the disability. Look at the ability of the things they can do and the happiness they bring to themselves. And Beck37 writes, I think you are totally correct in saying that a special needs child can teach you a lot. My 10-year-old son and my 8-year-old daughter are both diabetics and are routinely teaching me strength, endurance, and patience. And Kimby writes, I am a single mom of a daughter who has epilepsy. I find most guys I talk to are all for going on a date until I tell them about her and the fact that my kids are first in my life and if I'm out and the cell phone rings, babysitter says she's having a seizure, I have to go. And not an hour later, but right then and there, get up and tend to my child. For whatever reason, having good enough parenting skills to take care of my kids during times like that, instead of saying to the sitter, just make sure she can't hurt herself and she'll be fine, seems to scare guys off. It seems like guys are willing to date moms, period, or moms of special needs kids only until they find out what being a quote-unquote good parent means. And Victor North adds, No, any single parent raising a special needs child on their own gets bonus points in my book. As a parent, I know that we do what we have to do for our children. I don't think raising a special needs child makes someone super mom or super dad, but I do think it teaches them how to be responsible and resourceful. I admire those traits in a person, especially if after the end of the day they can still put a smile on their face or laugh at a joke. And M-Test adds, You bet your sweet ass I would. Great parking and get into the front of the line at theme parks. And we'll go from there to a new thread in the plentyoffish.com forums subforum Ask a Guy in a thread started by Hopscotch Butter entitled, Should I Ask If We Are FWB, Friends with Benefits, or Something More? And it goes like this. I met a guy on here about a month and a half ago. We have hung out four or five times since then. Everything from eating out at nice restaurants to just getting pizza delivered and staying in and watching movies. We had sex early on, and our time spent together always involved sex. When we first started talking, he would text me all the time. But as time went on, it's become less and less. He is away at some pretty intense training in the week, so I know he is busy. But when we first met, he made time for it, and he doesn't now. When I haven't heard from him in a few days, I'll get to the point where I just figure whatever was happening is coming to an end and try to move on. But then he will text and what to hang out. The date will go great, and I'll get my hopes up again. This back and forth has happened a few times now. I like him, but I can't tell if he is interested in anything more than FWB. I told him I liked him two or three weeks ago over text after I had gotten back home from a date with him, and he didn't respond. We have hung out since, and no mention of how he feels either way. Last weekend, he asked me if I was seeing anyone else. But the weird thing is, he asked me in the middle of having sex. Like, 
WTF was that? The thing is, this guy isn't exactly the smoothest of talkers. I can't tell if he's just awkward and bad at texting or just not that interested. But if he wasn't interested, why continue to ask me out on dates? I don't want just a FWB. Should I vocalize this now or straight up ask him what he wants? I don't want to say anything premature, but it's driving me crazy not knowing where his head is at in whatever it is we are doing. And Scooter SB writes, Seems to me that the whole quote-unquote relationship brackets, if you can call it that, revolves around him. When you need him, he's busy and doesn't respond quickly. When he needs you, you come running. The reason he hasn't spoken about feelings or taking the relationship further is that he thinks he's onto a good thing and doesn't want to jinx it. Quote-unquote, hey, here's a girl who likes to hang out, eat pizza, and fuck whenever I want without any commitment. He's onto a winner. My advice is don't have sex with him. Have a couple of dates slash meetups without sex. You'll soon figure out if he has feelings for you or if he just sees you as some piece of ass. Trust me, three to four dates where the most you do is kiss, he'll either disappear or start talking seriously about his feelings about you. When you start putting sex back on the table, make sure in no uncertain terms that you will only have sex with him if he commits to you. Something along the lines of, quote unquote, I only have sex with my boyfriend will get sort him out. And Lily Marlene writes... As Scooter says, don't be available for hookups. When he calls you for a hookup, say, not thanks. I'd rather go out for a date. If he doesn't ask you out for a date, you have your answer. If he does, he might be interested more. If he tries to end the date at your place, you're his, say, I'd rather spend some more time getting to know you as a person for now. If he disappears, you have your answer. If he keeps asking you out, he might be interested in more. I wouldn't get my hopes up. He did dodge your question about feelings after all, though I will say asking about his feelings via text was about the worst venue you could have chosen. Texting will be the end of humankind eventually, in my opinion. And Ouija2025 writes, Okay, asking that during sex? No. Walk, run away. Fast. I hope you called him the wrong name just to freak him out. And Cujo and me writes, Met him a month and a half ago, hung out four or five times, had sex already, brackets, quote-unquote, we had sex early on. Duh. Now you want to know if he's into you or just wants to, quote-unquote, get into you? He just wants to, quote-unquote, get into you. You showed him how to treat you. Poorly. And Hopscotch Butter writes, Okay, so move on and don't give it up so easy next time? Do you think it's ever possible to go from FWB to something more? Dating can be so awkward. SMH. And Call Me Tater adds, It's possible, but not probable. It's not easy to go from FWB to FB or FB to BF slash GF. As for the first question, depends on the situation and the guy. I slept with my guy on the first date. Honestly, the first time I ever did that. Met him on an online dating site. We're getting married in four weeks. And Igor Frankenstein writes, Based only on this one version of the story, I can see two primary possibilities. One, he's a very distracted kind of person in general, always thinking of something else or worrying about it even as he is doing one thing and hence is disorganized and confused about where his own life is even headed. Two, he's just not that into you. You are a one among several and he has in rotation in his life. As for strategies to quote-unquote cultivate people into being the sort you want to have as a mate, I don't believe it actually ever works myself. Everyone I've seen who tried to schedule out when exactly to have sex and why or who established some sort of criteria for how often someone calls them or text them PR whatever before allowing them to reach quote-unquote stage two in their lives just ended up with a list of all the people they were sure wouldn't work out not even realizing that by keeping everyone at an arm's distance away with all this planning they never actually connected with any of them and that's why things didn't work out but for this immediate situation communication is the only logical step to take next I would recommend against asking if you are FWB to him too much danger of encouraging him to say yes just so as to avoid having to figure out himself what he really wants I'd go with something more along the lines of asking him if he has any long-term goals in the relationship and what those goals are. If he refuses to try to answer or says something like he just wants to take things day to day, then you have enough of an answer to decide your own course of action. Either accept things on his terms or move on to someone else. And Ouija2025 adds, you should sleep with who you want to, when you want to, as long as you realize that doesn't make you an instant couple. I'm still stunned he asked you during. I would have just left. Maybe he is feeling it for you and just has a clumsy way about him. You know him, not me. And Penny Ante adds, It is too late to take sex off the table. You obviously enjoy it, and it keeps him coming. You are a gorgeous woman. 
you could have whatever you want. It seems that you want to have sex with this guy. That's fine, but don't try to define the relationship based on the sexual activities. You got things a little ass backwards from the norm or conformists, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. If I was dating right now and really into the guy, I would want to have sex with the man every single time I saw him. No doubt. That would not mean I would want to only use the man for sex. I just don't have a lot of downtime for anyone, and if I was planning a great night out or in, it would include a good long farking too. No shame. I had sex with a man early on, brackets the first time I met him, 32 years ago, he married me. And Hemingway234 writes, another player. As soon as you give them the cookie, they stop putting the work in when they... As soon as you give them the cookie, they stop putting the work in when they have what they want. You may not have a solid foundation for a relationship for up to two months. Until then, don't count on them. And Scaretail writes, You need to make a clear distinction between FWB, brackets, friends with benefits, and FB, brackets, fuck buddy. FWB has an emphasis on friendship. You talk, hang out, share, are there for each other. There is a very real reciprocal relationship. FB is just hooking up for sex. Yes, you can move from an FWB into a relationship, brackets, although incredibly doubtful in your case, but it is rare. He has to want you and want the relationship and want to plan dates to court you. Going out to eat and watching movies at home isn't a date. Learn from it. This is why you make someone wait to be sure it's quote-unquote real and to develop a real connection. And Carefree Beauty ads. I think a lot of people, whether they admit it or not, start out as fuck buddies. They get off on one another in a sexual way. Nothing wrong with that. Then if they really like each other and want to be together a lot in the bedroom as well as out of it in public, they morph into the BF slash GF relationship. They talk, hang out, share, are there for each other. A very real reciprocal relationship as you have defined the FWB. FWB is a non-entity IMO. Emphasis on quote-unquote friendship? Being a friend to someone does not include the option of passing the time fucking them. And Jesse Bunny finishes the thread by saying, I agree with Penny that it's too late to withhold sex. It will only make both of you resentful and you a game player. I've been in this situation multiple times because dating usually isn't clear. The only way to get clarity is to be upfront and ask. I don't believe in wasting my time anymore waiting for someone to decide what kind of relationship they want with me. I let them know early on what kind it will be if they are to be around my life. There is nothing wrong with telling someone that you're looking to be with someone eventually in a committed relationship, brackets, or whatever it is you want. People aren't mind readers and by being direct, you give the other person person the option of making a choice for themselves and you save yourself a lot of time and wondering you can start by a simple quote unquote, what are you looking for with me you may not get the 100 truth brackets and he may not be exactly sure but you should get enough clarity of his answer or lack thereof to see if this waiting a few more weeks slash months or time to hit the road if he dodges the question or gives you any bs answer like quote unquote let's wait and see what happens quote unquote just enjoying the ride or, quote-unquote, I don't know what I want right now, then it's time to go. If you get something you can work with, then see how it goes for a while. Trust your gut. It usually doesn't lie. What I don't think you should do is suffer in silence whether this ends or continues. If you don't speak your mind, you will always wonder what if. As a potential partner, brackets to anyone in the future, communication is key and your partner deserves a chance to understand and address your needs. Good luck. And we'll move from there to a new thread, again in the Ask a Guy subforum, in a thread started by Natalie66687, entitled, Am I really that hideous, ugly, so unattractive, because everyone thinks so? And it goes like this. Since I was single from 2011 to 2015, and recently 2016 to present, online dating websites, dating apps, and other websites I've used to try and date, people tell me left and right, quote-unquote, you're... <laughs> quote-unquote, you're a tranny, quote-unquote, you're a horse-slut hoe, quote-unquote, are you a man, quote-unquote, do you have a penis, quote-unquote, are you a guy or a girl, quote-unquote, are you trans, quote-unquote, sorry if I offend you, but are you transgender, quote-unquote, why do you look like a man, quote-unquote, you have very strong features, quote-unquote, your body looks very muscular, you must be a man, etc., so am I really that unattractive and ugly? I am not fat. I have a slender figure, nice chest and butt, dark hair, eyes, nice face, and told that I am cute, sexy, and hot from some people, but not everyone else. Everyone else says the latter of what I mentioned above, and it's all the time. I hate being told these things. I have tried to ignore these remarks and comments, but it gets harder hearing them every day. So much so, I sometimes want to end it all because of all the pain. I want to be happy and find someone for me, but yet no guy wants me, and it's all due to my looks and for being who I am. 
And Black Beauty 744 replies, Your jawline is masculine, but that's it. Do you find yourself attractive? If yes, to hell with everyone else. Please don't seek validation from other people. And Lily Marlene writes, I think if this medium is exposing you to so many hateful remarks and making you so unhappy, then maybe it is not the right one for you. It is obviously not your fault that other people are sending you abusive messages. Whether other people find you attractive or not has nothing to do with your value as a human or your level of attractiveness. In most cases, you will find some will find you attractive and some won't. It sounds as if you have hobbies that should give you plenty of opportunities to meet men in real life. Perhaps you would be better of working on cultivating those opportunities. If something makes you unhappy, you're probably better off doing less of it. P.S. You have killer legs. Smiley face emoticon. And Sleeps in Mouse Pajamas writes, I remember you asked the same question a while back. It has been an ongoing issue, and you already know what the majority will say, so why keep asking? Keep in mind how we see people as subjective. Brackets, I am so sick of the word, quote-unquote, subjective. Bleh. People have told you why they think you look transgender, and you refuse to accept it. Do you keep asking in order to find the answer you want to hear? Men have said things to me that made them question if I was... <laughs> Men have said things to me that made them question if I was a female. Just this week, a guy wrote to me and said, quote, unquote, you look like you have a boner in the pic. <laughs> you look like you have a boner in the pic with the red sweater. Maybe I do. Or maybe I'm carrying a carrot to feed the horses. Or maybe it's a crease in my shorts. I deleted his message and thought his comment was in poor taste. We are who we are. If we don't love ourselves, nobody will. I think it's best to learn how to embrace our differences. And Purple Rider 1200 writes, I don't think so. Truth be told, brackets, because I refuse to lie to people, I'd put you in my quote-unquote interesting-looking category. <laughs> Very few women I put there. A friend of mine sent me an email stating there are no ugly women, only poor ones. With that came a bunch of before and after photos of so-so to fantastic-looking women. I've seen that in real life. All you have to do is be willing to let yourself be put together by someone knowledgeable. Haven't you watched RuPaul's Drag Race? I watch it every once in a while. If men can look that good, why not you? And BB DeLue writes, In your profile, you are pretty adamant about the fact that you won't fool around on a date and also sound adamant that you will not be having children. That might be part of where people here are thinking transgender. You aren't unattractive. What you don't seem to be doing that some other women do is playing up your features. You do have a strong jawline. You can soften that up by tipping your chin down instead of up in photos. Kim Kardashian always recommends that because she has a strong jaw. A layered cut made to fit your face shape with maybe some waves to soften your jawline might help. A slightly messy, sexy wave look would work well for you. Other than that, I see no masculine features. If you want to appear more quote-unquote girly girl, an eyebrow waxing would do the trick. But with your dark hair, just a bit. You wouldn't want those thin ones. I can barely see your eyes, but I sense they are nice, big brown ones, and they have an interesting slant. You'd work that to your advantage. Contacts to see your eyes better would help, too. Your glasses are too bottom-heavy, hiding your eyes. The heaviness at the bottom draws people's eyes down, bringing more attention to your strong jawline. The pupils of your eyes should be in the center of your glasses, and the top should be even with your eyebrows. Brackets, as one who wears glasses, and worse, glasses very thick on the ends because of duo astigmatisms, I was told this. A good fit did make an overall difference for the better. The correct glasses and playing up your eyes more could make a huge difference. That and the quote-unquote correct haircut would balance everything nicely. And Sacktown Romantic writes, I would say you are attractive, but you need more photos of you wearing normal clothes. I get you are into cosplay, so you aren't my type. But there are many men in your age group that are into that, so I wish you well. P.S. Online dating is hard for everyone. Maybe join a meetup group like Raintree mentioned. And Call Me Tater adds, You have manly facial features. You got good advice about how to play them down. The cosplay pics you have, brackets past and present, are not helping the matter and could raise the cross-dressing questions. For photos here, wear what you would on normal days, not Comic-Con days. Lastly, do not look to strangers for boosting or lowering your self-esteem. Confidence comes from the inside. Anyone thinking of taking his slash her own life based on mean comments from others has bigger problems than just finding a date online. And... Clooney's tutor adds, I am with MSG9. What you're doing isn't working for you. Maybe try to be more conventional. Check out your competition and be like them. You know, other gals your age and ethnicity, at least you'll be competing instead of being shit on. <laughs> Not condoning men's nasty messages to you, but you know you are quote unquote different than most. And Ain't No Deal quotes Natalie66687 saying, I have a slender figure, nice chest, 
and butt eyes. These are not apparent from your photos. You have been told again and again and again that the cosplay pics are not helping and should be removed. As long as you ignore these critiques, you will get the same remarks. When people say they want to see quote-unquote normal pics, they mean wearing a normal dress, not spandex and boots. They mean show us a photo of you with your friends so we can judge your size next to other people. They mean wear something other than black. Black is typically worn by a woman who are trying to hide their figure unless it's a black mini party dress. And and what's the matter, baby, writes Natalie, quote unquote, everyone hasn't said those things to you. I think the mental health crisis line for your area is 1-800-854-7771. And I think the suicide prevention line is 1-877-7-CRISIS. Both are available 24-7. If I have the wrong, quote unquote, Glendale, I believe you can Google similar numbers for your area. Take care. And Natalie66687 replies, That's the thing. I have tried the tips in the past, showing me in dresses, skirts with nice tops, jeans and t-shirts, or nice pants and nice tops to cosplay, and yet everyone still says I look like a man. Why would be looking down at the camera help? People will just talk crap about, quote-unquote, why are you looking down, blah, blah, blah. I did the cosplay photos because I figured people would message me more often because they stand out compared to a bathroom selfie or a selfie in a training bra and short shorts, etc. And Clooney's tutor finishes the thread by adding, Same advice I give men. Go to a nightclub. If no one asks for your number, you're not going to have better success online. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the Plenty of Fish Forums subform Broken Hearts in a thread started by Tyler112 entitled, I am devastated. My girlfriend had an abortion we decided on and broke up with me. And it goes like this. Well, I was and am still very much in love with my girlfriend. And I'm having a hard time understanding all exactly what just happened. We went out for seven months and she found out she was pregnant before Christmas with my baby. She was on the shot depot when she got pregnant and it was unplanned. When she told me, she broke down crying. We debated for weeks whether to have it or not. She was leaning towards having it, and I was leaning towards not having it, as I feel I am not financially or emotionally ready at this time in my life to have and support a child. I am 33, and she was 27. Finally, we sat down one day and both mutually decided not to have it. She confided in me it would be the best decision, as she told me she realizes she is not ready to have a child. She said she has many issues with her life, i.e. no job, in debt, living at home with parents, etc. So we scheduled an abortion surgery, and I was the only one who knew about it, or she told, and her only support through the whole ordeal. She is 27 and also had an abortion when she was 24 years old, but with a guy of whom she was in an abusive relationship with. She said then when it happened, she got an abortion without hesitation. And it was a very easy decision. But this time it was a tougher decision because she knew she was in love with me and then I supported her. We spoke every day during our relationship and spent a lot of time together. It was like magic. She often told me I was the only stable thing in her life, that she wanted a future with me, and also told her close friends that she thought I was quote unquote the one. And I thought for sure the same for her. So here's my story if you've been following so far. I went down with her to the day of the surgery. After the surgery was over and done, she did not want to stay at my place to recover. She was very quiet and distant and told me not to take it the wrong way that she stay at her parents and to take her home. So I did take her home. I took her home that night. A few days later, she calls me and breaks up with me over the phone. She told me it was a wake-up call for her, that she had many issues in her life. She felt unstable and wasn't able to commit herself to this relationship. She told me that she feels like she couldn't even support herself, yet alone contribute to a relationship. So I was very hurt and told her I will always love her and be there for her as a friend. After not speaking Speaking with her for the course of the weekend, she came over to my place a few days after breaking up with me and broke down crying she wanted me to give her a second chance. That she spoke with a best friend who told her that she was stupid for breaking up with me, that she realizes I am her number one support, that I am a great guy, that she's in love with me, and that she wants to make sure we have the same goals in life and to be together in the future. So I accepted her back with the agreement that we would'll take it one day at a time. I told her in future that if she needed a break from me or needed her space, to just tell me. I would not take it personally. So we agreed and went on. We didn't see each other all week. So finally, a week later, we got back together. She comes over to my place to see me again. Only this time, she came by my place to break up with me once and for all. I thought the night started out well. We sat down and talked. I took her out to dinner and drinks and paid the dinner. We even held hands to dinner and throughout dinner. So finally, we get back to my place and she started acting distant. She came out and told me she feels no emotional attachment to me anymore, that she wants to break up with me. She told me she doesn't want to hurt me any further and she feels she's doing me a favor. She proceeded to also bring up issues that she had with me that she never brought up once during the course of our relationship until that night. She told me that she was concerned I went on the computer to respond to a message from a girlfriend online while she stayed over at my place. To the contrary, I always showed her who I chatted 
chatted with, which was briefly. Hell, I even let her talk to my only three girlfriends online. That's all they were as well. They were just friends, and she knew that. She brought up some petty issue of me never answering the phone while she stayed over at my place as well, that she thought I was hiding something, that this was all brought up the night she broke up with me. I told her that she was telling me that as an excuse because I believe she actually was in breaking up with me. She also stated that over the past week, since we got back together, that it seemed like we had nothing to talk about anymore over the phone, which I was blew away by because we did talk a lot. She reiterated that she had many more personal issues to deal with in her life and that it wasn't me. It was her and that she could not commit herself emotionally to this relationship. I was totally blown away. So finally, after I let her have her say, I calmed down and my hurt became anger. I told her she did have issues, that she was the one with issues and not me, that she was all about drama and perhaps liked the drama in her life and thrived off of it. I told her that I was the only stable thing in her life because she was unstable. I told her the way that she treated me to have me take her out for dinner, then break up with me to do so after I took her back, that she treated me like absolute shit. Then she proceeded to tell me she did this, went out with me because she wanted to confirm her emotions, i.e. that she wasn't emotionally attached anymore to me. I was absolutely devastated and told her that I am a nice guy and I deserve a hell of a lot better person than her. I couldn't help myself. I was hurt and angry. She also mentioned that she was totally scared of the idea of being intimate or having sex or the idea of sex itself. This after telling me she got clearance from the doctor a few days before this and telling me she was excited about the prospect of having sex again. Totally contradictory. So finally I told her not to take it personally that perhaps her issue should be dealt with by seeing a therapist. And I was being serious. So the next day she emails me and tells me she has no problems that she told me all the above stuff to get a reaction out of me and she is only looking out for herself or the way she put it to me, quote unquote, you know the saying, Tyler, you always have to look out for number one. I couldn't believe it. How cold she was. I replied by telling her that statement showed her true colors, that she was self-absorbed and she was selfish, that perhaps the whole relationship was just about her. I also replied that I knew deep down that she said all that stuff to me to get a reaction out of me and I hope she was happy. Her final response to me was, quote unquote, yup, P.S. Don't ever call me again. Email me. Contact me. Any way whatsoever. Forget I ever existed, but I am sure by the sounds of it, that won't be too hard for you to do. She deleted me from her MSN and those last I heard of her. I was devastated and still am. I was left wondering... What had just happened? Was this a girl with so many issues? Or was there more to her story and slash or issues that she wasn't telling me? I was in love with her. Met her family and best friends. Spent time with them. Spent and invested the last seven months with her. Every day. And now this? Blindsided out F nowhere. Can anyone explain this? Tyler. And Torquedon writes, Only she can explain it, and I guess she did as best as she could. All you can do is respect her wishes and move on as best you can. And Blade AZ writes, An abortion can be a profoundly traumatic experience for a woman. Whether it makes sense or not, many will have some very real emotional issues with it for quite some time afterwards. You could possibly speak to one of the counselors at the clinic where the surgery was performed to gain some insight into what you might be experiencing and how to handle it. And Undercover Blonde writes, Sounds to me like she really did not want to have an abortion, but went through with it because you wanted her to do it. Brackets, this may have been her perception. And from your post, I am assuming that you did tell her it was your preference. She may have been very well thinking all the way up to the surgery that you would stop it. And when you did not, it changed her perception of you and the relationship. And one smart blonde writes... Wow, I wish I could explain, Tyler. However, it's cases just like this that make me take the guy's side. Too many times the girl, too mature to be a woman, feel the need to test the boundaries of a guy's connection in a relationship. Then she gets disillusioned when he doesn't respond like she thought he would. Face it, men are simple creatures. They usually say what they mean and sometimes mean what they say. But the fairer sex never want to believe it. They read too much into things because that's the way they're natured. No, this isn't an excuse or explanation for your situation, but it is relevant. Personally, Tyler, I think she did you a favor. Yes, it's painful after seven months, but it's devastating after years together or even marriage. She couldn't tell you what she wanted or felt because she didn't know herself. And her quote-unquote issues with you became a big deal when she needed a reason for the breakup to be someone else's fault. So nurse your wounds and start over. Just a little more gun-shy. But remember, you can't love and worry about being hurt again at the same time. Good luck. And Urena691 writes, Dude... I hate to tell you this, your mistake was having the abortion. This one action told her you, at your best, are selfish. And in the end, she could not trust or rely on you ever. Now, I know this sounds blunt. You are not a kid anymore, and nor is she. If you are having sex, there is a chance you will make a baby. It is, the <laughs> it is at the beginning of your relationship. You talk about kids and what you will do if there is a pregnancy. While you're visiting those friends and family getting to know each other, is this relationship for fun slash casual or leading to marriage. Once you talked her into the abortion, your relationship was changed 
forever. If you're out for fun, then say so. You don't want children? Tell them clearly at the beginning. Otherwise, you're setting up for a big fall. And Dolphin8755 writes, Sorry, sweetie. Hugging emoticon. I can't imagine what life would be like to give up a child. I'm sure it's a traumatic one for her and you, since both of you were in love. Now you'll never know what a beautiful child you could have brought into this world. Hang in there! And Electric Jester 62 writes, Sorry, Tyler, you are 33 and know all the consequences of having a sexual relationship with a woman. Talking your girlfriend into that abortion was your mistake to her and to yourself. Maybe one of these days you'll grow up and learn how to be a man. You blew it big time on this one. <laughs> and Night Shift writes, Then why on God's earth weren't you using protection? Too late now. And Wayward Soul adds, Just my two cents. It's the woman's decision, ultimately, if she wants to have an abortion or not. If she's allowing a guy to influence that, then that's her problem, and she needs to deal with it on her own terms. She ought to be strong enough to make that decision, as she is the one carrying the child. But yes, having an abortion is very mentally and physically stressful on a woman. And it's not surprising she freaked out. I'm sorry you're going through it, man. And I hope you find closure and something better for yourself in the future. I hope she recovers and can be happy as well. Don't let people here guilt trip you into thinking it was your fault because she had an abortion. Yes, you created a child with her. But I ask, if you two didn't feel ready to raise a child, then what kind of life would you be subjecting yourself and that child to? I don't know the details of your lives, but my guess is, brackets from all that you've described, that it wouldn't have been a good life. Neither of you were prepared, and it's not as if you dragged her down to the clinic. It sounds like you are trying to be as supportive as possible given the situation. And Tyler112 replies, Well, thanks for all the advice from everyone here. It's been a rough week. It's been five days since you broke up with me. I'm just trying to keep busy moving on. I think I'm going to maybe go on a date or two just to get out and meet people. I don't plan on calling her or contacting her again as she wishes, but I'm just curious as to what she may be thinking at this point. I know it's not right, but I am wondering and I know I shouldn't. There's part of me that hopes that she still misses me, but who knows? I am also wondering, even though she told me never to contact her again, do you think she will ever contact me again? I was nothing but a nice guy to her, and she even told me that when she broke up with me. She told me that she thought she was doing me a favor. Oh, well, I was just curious. And Rose Petal adds, I, that any person who is old enough for this act and produce a child is old enough to cut back their expenses and take the best care of the child, not, oh, well, let's just kill it. It's only a sell. I would love to hear her side of the story. Sometimes only hearing his side isn't enough. Men seem to think they are doing what is best, but they are pressuring so much that it is hard to make your own choices. I know firsthand what it's like to be told this every day. Till I decided he was mentally unstable himself, and I could and will do this on my own. As for OP, go get yourself fixed. You're 33 years old and can't afford to have a child now. You never will. Good luck, buddy. And Lazy Boy adds, Never tell a woman that you aren't man enough to live with the consequences of a pregnancy. Never encourage a woman to have an abortion. You stand by her decision and be supportive. That's it. Her guilt is amplified, and she blames you for your large role in this. The dinner that you paid for, I hate to say this, but WTF. How is that relevant to the pain she's experiencing? Anyway, it's toast, and she has no respect for you, and pretty much she has as much respect for herself. Trust her when she says she wants nothing to do with you. This is probably her wake-up call to take stock at where she's heading, and she wants to make major changes to better herself as a person. I know it stings to hear. Sorry, dude. And Tyler112 replies, As much as I don't want to agree, you have a point, lazy boy. She had told me once her exact words were to me, Quote, unquote, this is a wake-up call for me. I appreciate your honesty and input. And Lazy Boy replies, No prob, dude. It's all about growth. I think you're proving that you can grasp it. I still feel bad for sounding so harsh. I didn't mean to be. Maybe just a little. But mostly I sounded that way because I know you're beating yourself up. Sorry. <laughs> and one in a million seven writes, Abortion is a horrible thing for a woman to go through. How do you expect her to love you after you rejected your growing child in her? She went through hell in that room, and all you can do is complain. Maybe next time around, she will get pregnant by someone that is a man. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, this is going on forever. 
And Tyler112 replies, Well, just an update. Contrary to her wishes of me not contacting her, I wrote her a friendly email. I basically just said that I hope she's doing okay and that I wish no ill will towards anyone. I also told her I would always be here for her if she needed to talk or for support, and I hope she starts to get her feet back up on the ground. To my surprise, she responded immediately. She told me she only said she wanted no contact with me because she did not want to argue or fight. She also told me that she wanted to remain friends with me and that she wants to stay in contact. She said I was a great boyfriend and that I deserve a good girlfriend, and also that she is sorry she could not be my girlfriend. I am left wondering if I can even maintain a friendship with her. Brackets, I think I can as I am still very much in love with her. Am I dreaming to even think there's any hope of a possibility for us to get back together in the future? Should I try and move on and let the chips fall where they may? <laughs> Plenty of fish. What are you going to do? It's an online dating site. I hope you enjoyed it. It's light fair in the Lou Reed's world of horrible things, but uh, I hope you found it entertaining. I certainly found the, lo- the last piece very entertaining, even though it was really OP. It was very long. Um, I just love all those wonderful opinions about how someone else's abortion should have gone. Anyway, so thanks for listening. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. Just want to finish the episode by saying thanks once again to all people supporting the podcast on Patreon, and thanks for everyone for downloading it. If you get a chance to go on iTunes or wherever you review podcasts, please you do me a wonderful service to rate the show and write a review with uh, words about how much you enjoy the show. It'd be wonderful to see. I love seeing those reviews. It's a nice thing. Thanks to all the people who donate and thanks to everyone for listening and sharing it with your friends. Make sure you share it with your friends. You don't have to play the come on food for them right away. (laughs) Uh, They'll work up to it. Yes, but thanks for sharing the podcast and uh, thanks for listening. That will wrap up this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name is Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. Plenty of fish dating site edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.